Thank you so much for checking out the audio version of my channel, Ruslan KD, can you stream out loud on all platforms? If you, yes, you find this valuable, the best way you can reach me, the best way you can give me feedback, the best way you can even hop into a group Zoom call with me is through our King's Dream Patreon community. So consider partnering with us there. The link is in the description of this podcast. Thank you so much for all the love and support. Now enjoy. Bruce Lawn. Yo, so I, I didn't know this, but you, you work at a church. I work out of a church. I don't work at a church. I got fired from a church back in 2016, and uh, I've never been employed by another church since. What did you get fired from a church for? I was a youth pastor, and uh, the senior pastor and I, who used to be the youth pastor, he basically leveled up, and I was a volunteer, and then he leveled his assistant up to youth pastor, and then his assistant left, and then he brought me, the assistant, to the assistant youth pastor who was the youth pastor to be the assistant i became the youth pastor essentially and okay. me and the youth pastor quickly learned that hey this is not going to work and i was given multiple sabbatical slash humble you know humble thyself opportunities and uh and i thought you know this isn't for me this isn't for me i don't think i want a career in ministry um at the moment was it, so was, I, it was it methods like a disagreeing of methods or what was what was it that was like the final like straw that broke the camel's back it 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 was definitely methods i i um i after bible college i graduated from bible college four years mm -hmm. and i quickly kind of started to i grew tired of what was like you, you know the lights and the pizzazz and then i was the hype man i was like the youth group hype man for a long time and uh <laughs> and I don't know, man. After, after, you, I mean, dude, every single Wednesday I'd go up and I mean, I'd impersonate Michael Jackson. I'd do, I'd have him kill the lights. I even talked about like rappelling in one Sunday, but then I thought, ah, I'd have to bolt stuff into the wall. Let's not do that. But uh, yeah, I kind of grew tired with what, like, you, listen. Oh, hold on. You was for the Kanye in to a church? Oh, like, yeah. also, <laughs> like, like some straight WWE, like, yeah, sting yeah. vibes? Like, yeah. boom. Dude, <laughs> if my annual budget wasn't $5,000, uh, then I would have I would have done a lot. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, uh, but, so, yeah. so you're, you're trying to kind of fit into this mold of being... Uh, this kind of kind of character within church youth culture, and then yeah. you become the youth pastor. Like you, you were the the main like speaking pastor. Yeah, I, I was, I was. So I had done all those things. I had opened up different camps and conferences, and had volunteered, and you know, I'd been a cabin like a camp counselor, all these things. Yeah. And then I became the youth pastor. And then after I was like, you know, over, um, well, not over, but you know, trying to shepherd this group of like 30, 40 something teenagers, I, I realized like, hey, like none of that hype stuff works. Like nobody cares about how many, how good the light show was for worship yeah. music. And so I started to like, kind of, um, kind of, uh, I would say like row the opposite direction of what the okay. church kind of wanted to do, you know? Okay. Everybody's okay. trying to row forward. And I thought, okay, well, let's, 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 let's go through, the, let's read through the Bible. Let's, let's have, you know, in-depth Bible study. And of course I wasn't, like the best spiritual leader at the time. And I, there were a lot of things that I did wrong and I'll confess yeah. that. Um, but I feel like I just was, I, I just remember thinking like, this can't be it. Like people can't show up every Wednesday and I just make them laugh. And then we, we go eat Applebee's every Wednesday. So that was just like the internal 
struggle that I faced and then became external with the leadership, just thinking, hey, um, I want to do I want to do more. Maybe let's not turn on the lights on a Wednesday. Maybe let's not blast like Christian rap music. Nothing. No problem with it before and after each service. Like maybe let's actually turn the music down. Let's converse. You know, let's get to know people. Um, yeah. Let's make it meaningful. And so, yeah, I was I was quickly I was voluntarily let go. That's what I tell people. Was this a part of a mega church? Like this is a big church or is this or like a no? It it was. I, I've been using the term uh, like micro mega church, which doesn't make sense. But you know, it's like a mega church. It's a micro. It's a small church that operated on like a mega church mindset. You know, so everything was like the countdown, and everything, and all these. You never miss a beat or whatever. But it's like, hey, like for the youth ministry, like, hey, like there's like 30 people in here. Maybe I don't. <laughs> maybe we don't need a microphone. You know what I mean? We may it's not like, need what? the fog machine and the yeah. and the and the cool no, light show for thirty see. people. I'm asthmatic. I don't wanna like I don't wanna <laughs> I need a gas mask to get up through all this. Same thing was like Sunday mornings, you know. Sunday mornings was like this dude, it's so funny. I'm gonna tell this story here and hopefully nobody from that church listens, but this church started doing two services and uh I volunteered in kids ministry at the time, which is a whole nother I got roped into being like the kids church pastor. You know, and I was like, oh, let me help out. Cut to like a year later, I'm in there every single Sunday and uh, two services, mind you. And then one time the worship leader was like, hey, come, op- you know, can you come do the opening prayer for first service? And I was like, yeah, sure. So I go in and bro, there is nobody. This is 9 a.m. There is just like the sound guy in the back, um, a deacon or two and a greeter at the door. And um, I'm behind like this, div- this like, you know, divider wall thing before I go up on stage and the worship leader is there and I, I'm like peeking, I'm looking up at the, at the, at the projector. And then I'm looking into the audience. And then I tell the worship leader, I'm like, yo, do I need to wait? And he put, I remember he put his hand on my shoulder and he just went, go up and do the, do the opening prayer. Mm-hmm. And I went up and I just thought, wow. So we're just, we're just going to run this whole production <laughs> as if, you know, it's like, I tell people it's like the emperor's new clothes. We all just pretend like, let's just pretend that he's clothed. All right. Let's just bow. And it's like, no, no, no. Like he's naked. Like something's wrong. He's naked. He's naked. All right. So, okay. So I'm assuming the comedy was born out of a lot of these experiences, right? Like you're yeah. telling me real stories, but they remind me of a lot of your skits, which are brilliant, by the way. You guys should all be Thank following on social. Um, so let me ask you this, because I think when you deeply care about something, the local yeah. church, yeah. Christianity, you tend to be a bit outspoken about it or tend to be maybe a little critical of it, right? And yeah. is that kind of where the humor is from? That it's not from like being flippant and trying to dunk on Christians. It's actually to say, you know, like a lot of this stuff that we've attached to Jesus, right? It's kind of nonsense. Like it's kind of silly. And so, yeah. like yeah. poking fun at it almost becomes it becomes. I'm sure it's therapeutic for you, but it becomes therapeutic for guys like me that come from a very similar situation where you know I wasn't fired, but uh, they cut my what's that called housing allowance? Uh, they sat okay. me down and cut my housing allowance, which you know, like that's the that's the finesse, you know, <laughs> like it's like half of your income is <laughs> not taxed, and so they did that, and it was like they like things kept happening, and I was already doing music, so I was like, you know what, like screw it, I'm just gonna go pursue music, yeah. and that's what I really wanted to do anyway. So the question is, 
is this coming from a place of like, hey, I, I actually love the church. I love Jesus. I love Christianity. However, yeah. like some of this stuff is goofy, guys. Can can we oh. be can we do better? Like, so talk about talk about that. A hundred percent, man. Like, um, and I think that's what I don't know. You do a great job. Let me just compliment you. You do a great job of taking really intense topics of of uh, pop culture or things that are happening currently and then breaking them down and explaining them for people uh, on YouTube. And YouTube, this is the perfect platform for that. Uh, Thank you. Whereas I, I don't have those words. If you're approaching it from a place of comedy, it's like, hey, I don't know what else to say. Everything, all these are just really, really big concept things like the church and, and what is worship like and what is... What is a guest speaker supposed to do? And, and what is a church intern supposed to do? So I, find, I know what it's not, you know? I know what it's not, and I know what a lot of it is, which I've heard all the stories, and I compare notes, like, you know, with whether it's Instagram comments or, or just, like, stories that I've seen or, you know, just being at camps and conferences and talking yeah. to people. I'm like, oh, wow, we all have the same experience, even though we're all from different parts of the U.S. or different parts of the world. So it does come from that. It, it just happens to be like a kid that I used to go to church with. He was in my youth ministry. Uh, his name is PD, Paul David. We co-write a bunch of these things together. And it was like this, you know, back back row kind of cynicism and jokes. And like, what was that? Like, what did, they, what did he say? What did he mean? We're at a conference making fun of the guest speaker. And, um, and so we were like, oh, let's, let's, let's approach, our, our, you know, comedy and the sketches and songs with that in mind. But it doesn't come from like this hateful place, right? Because if it came from a hateful place, I wouldn't spend all this time doing all the research. You know what I mean? Like that's right. what people don't understand. You think I go to church every Sunday for material? I just happen to notice, you know, all the quirky, weird things that are not weird that are like common or okay. Right. It's like, right. well, you know, okay, let's not. Maybe not to a, everybody. I did a video recently, man, and I did a video on why I'm so hard on conservatives and why I'm so yeah. harsh on conservatives. And I, and I basically was like, you guys are the su- supposedly the adults in the room and like you're, you're, you're acting worse than the children by always like attacking the quote unquote children. And then you, and then it's like, you're never known by the things you're for. You're always known by the things you're against. And people get really mad at me for like, you know, talking about like the issues with fundamentalism, the issues with legalism, the issues with the religious right. And it's like, fam, like I say these things because I care. Like I don't say the, I say these things because I think there's a better way, not because I want to smear the church or make fun of the church. I, I genuinely feel like we could do so much better in culture, in society, in local churches, how we engage. And it's it's tough articulating that because people always assume the worst intent. Like, they assume the worst possible motives instead of saying, like, man, yeah. like, what, what's, the heart, what's the heart and the messaging behind this? And, 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 and g- g- can I find alignment? And so I know you've kind of gotten backlash in your comments and people thinking you're of Satan and all, all kinds of wild stuff. Uh, hey, what, that's, a, that's a feature, not a bug. <laughs> that, comes, <laughs> that comes with it. Yeah. Talk about that. What's what's that been like for you to like make stuff that is good? And and I do believe it glorifies Jesus. Like I do believe your stuff glorifies Jesus. Um, and 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 kind of being you know dr- drugged drug for it. Uh, man. Um, I love I love having conversations like this. 
we would have this whether we were recording it and live streaming it or not. But I think that's a lot of the opportunities that it's opened up. And I, when people throw out jabs and comments like that, well, I'm like, man, this is like the wrong platform, man. I don't, I can't, what am I going to do? I'm going to comment a jab and then you're going to jab and then I'm going to, and then, you know what I mean? It's like, it's not the place, but I, you know, I want to talk about these things. We made a song last year called worship song song, which is just basically like a (laughs) fake worship song. And, um, and the people were like, oh, this is making fun of Joe. I've, what about people who are moved by the worship songs? And I'm like, well, that's all good. And like, I've also been, you're, that th- that comment kind of implies like, I've ne- I don't love worship music. I love worship music. Right. But making, you know, making a note uh, or, or kind of uh, the fact that it is kind of repetitive, it's kind of vague, fire always rhymes with desire in every song. Like, hey, like <laughs> if we call out those aspects of it, like, let's enjoy that. Let's make fun yeah. of that. And yeah. I'm still, you're still going to catch me raising my hands and worshiping yep. at Greenville Community Church where I go to church at. Right. You know, but right. it's hard for people to kind of like hold those two things at the same time. It's like, oh, you're making fun of a preacher? You're, you're a terrible Christian. Well, touch not the Lord's anointed. Well, I'm like, hey, <laughs> okay, a couple couple months ago, I opened up my, um, I opened up the floodgates and I just, I put up a store. I'm like, hey, um, what is something that you heard a pastor say in a church that didn't make headlines? You know, what is something just nuts that a pastor said yeah, in church? Yeah, yeah. And um, yeah. dude, the responses that I got back, I got maybe a few thousand r- responses, just DMs, and it was crazy. So there is this, all of us have been in a in like a church context where we've heard somebody like go off the rails or say something nuts about, you name it, whether it's, you know, politics, sexuality, marriage, uh, sex, uh, dating, all these things. And, and all, I don't know, like some people are just go, wow, that, that was kind of wild, but yeah, it's fine. But I'm like, Hey, that's not okay. That's not okay. That, that somebody, that somebody said that. And yeah. we're all is like Christians. We're conditioned to kind of go like, Hey, well, he said that, but he's the, he's the leader. And you know, he's the pastor and you know, I can't, I don't want to, I, I thought it was weird. No, no, it's worse than weird. That's bad yeah. theology, right? Yeah. Like, we can't let these people slide. So even making jokes like that, I'm like, why are you holding me accountable? Why don't you hold the people who, who have said worse things on the record and have stand by what they said yes. to, a, to, a higher, to a higher regard? Um, so it's like, no, 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 get attacked at the comedian. Yeah, yeah. Well, because comedy oftentimes just reflects reality, right? Like it pokes fun of... If like and that's why I titled like the thumbnail like if it, if it wasn't funny if it wasn't true it wouldn't be funny, that's what makes mm-hmm. your stuff funny like it's true we watch it and we go holy smokes like I've seen the guy I've seen the cool yeah. hip preacher like I've seen that yeah. guy yeah. I've seen the super duper emo love songs to Jesus you know what I mean like like I've I've seen these things and so that's what makes it true. Uh, sorry, what makes it true is that it's funny, and I think right. it's just unexpected that that somebody would would be so bold as to poke at something that is like, oh, this is sacred. Let's not yeah. t- don't touch the Lord's anointed. Kind of this kind of not, you know, this kind of like thinking, but it's prevalent. So let me ask you this because because so many questions I I really do have for you. Um, what do you think like church culture plays into? the deconversion conversation, people walking away from the faith, right? Deconstructing the faith. And, and, and the more I hear about it, the more I hear yeah. about it, the more I sit and really listen to people. I mean, I got a DM today 
And, and I'm like, okay, so like, tell me, like, what's your issue? And it's like, it's never like the issue is with Jesus or the historical validity for the resurrection, the early church believing the resurrection was literal, right? Yeah. It's always, well, fill in the blank of this camp that was super radical and fundamental. Oh, well, this or well, right? Like somebody was like, somebody told me today, bro, they were like, uh, but they basically were like double predestination, and I'm like, as if you have to, like, as if you have to accept double, like, like I got reform brothers that are like predestination, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But like to, to go like double predestination, it's like, fam, like, how do you equate that with God? Like, how do you equate something that like, isn't commonly yeah. held by all Christians worldwide? And maybe because I just have a global perspective as well. And I want to get into that as well. But like this, 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 this. This heaviness that we're seeing a lot of people walk away from the faith, lose their faith, deconvert, deconstruct. How much of that do you think is connected directly to church culture, churchianity, and not uh, 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 an attack of of Jesus, but like, fam, like, I feel like I've been cornered into a room, and it seems like y'all are saying this is Christianity, take it or leave it, I don't know if that's right. Like this doesn't entrench. And I'm not saying it's all about feelings, but like this doesn't seem right. The way we treat right. these people, the way we speak about these things, I just and I, and I, and what I think it is, I think it's their imago day. I think it's the image of God and the law of God written on their hearts that's in conflict with this very real church culture thing. So I'm I'm curious to hear your thoughts on that because I know you know you have a background and I'm sure you've dealt with doubt and tough questions and all that kind of stuff. So what what do you make of all of that together? Man, I will say, so I grew up um, Pentecostal. Uh, I was born in 92, so I grew up Pentecostal, man. So I went through church Sunday, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. And and there was this understanding of, oh, just like an unspoken, like, this is what we do. This is what we do. Everything that we did was, this is what we do. And so I we weren't allowed to, like, ask questions, you know, in a way. So I remember the first time I had brought up to my parents when I'm kind of going through uh, deconstruction back before everybody else was. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. But, you know, back when I was going through it myself and I, and I kind of realized, like, hey, I don't know how much of this I understand or how much of this, like, I want to I want to bring up and even bringing up to my parents. Like, what is this? I, I know I was filled with the Holy Spirit at a camp when I was 11. But what was that? What's the purpose of that in my day to day? What's the purpose of that? in big gatherings um tithe i was told all the time like my dad would give me 10 bucks and he'd go hey 10 percent of that which is a dollar needs to go back to the storehouse where you're spiritually fed and i remember bringing those things up and i was like well no no, no. we that's because we've always done that or we lay hands on the sick and they and they shall be healed i remember there were all these things that were just like understood and i remember asking questions like asking my parents like what is what does this mean and i think now A lot of people my age, instead of um, buckling down and having those conversations, they just they just peaced out. They just left. You know, Um, they went to college and they realized, like, hey, I don't I'm tired of giving my money to another church. I'm tired of seeing people collect thousands of dollars and then still ask to to still collect money to donate to a thing and to do a thing. And um, and I think that's where a lot of it was. I remember a pastor once said, um, you know. The, the 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 church is is people and people are messy and and i think now where we are now like a lot of us are okay with with wrestling with with the mess and, and talking to each other about 
about sin and what church needs to be and how we're supposed to conduct ourselves in whatever kind of like as parents like i find myself with your, your dad like talking to other parents other mm-hmm. other guys who are dads i'm like hey like what are you doing hey this is this is how i feel hey yeah. l- let's do this but at the time it's like you know fatherhood for the glory of god and raise up a child in the way that you should go and it's like yeah okay but how you know how, how do i do that i don't need like a bible verse like i like how how do i do that how, how, how do i become a better husband how do i become a better employee how do i become a better businessman well we'll give and it shall be given back to you yes but how to where to how to when to who so and i think there were just so many um like whack-a-mole like we were so many questions that arose were just kind of like put down the moment that they were brought up that i think people just people got tired of that and they and they left and um and even that they, they try to come back and that's really sad i remember in youth ministry and i was like a volunteer we we're always telling people hey invite somebody invite somebody invite some bring somebody and then you know we'd like give a pizza party or tacos to the person and their guests you know who they brought to that wednesday but i mean thinking back on it the preaching was not it like so we were essentially just inviting people to come get railed over the coals and then eat you know and then eat a taco bell taco in a in like in like a vip area and then we were wondering why they didn't come back and it's like well well that person didn't glean anything that was helpful to their to their soul that person didn't glean anything that was helpful in their life in their in their schooling in their career and what they want to do we essentially were just like creating hey you bring people because somebody brought you because jesus is pleased when there are more people in seats <laughs> it's like, okay but for what reason though but for yeah. what reason and i think people yeah. are asking those questions now and um the people who are winning the leaders and the people in ministry who are winning are the people who are who are humble enough to to, to sit down and have those conversations with with other people because without it i i think we're gonna lose man i think um i think we're gonna lose people we we already are I think about my own life and I, and I'm probably similar to you in that. Like I went and like, I came to the faith through, I guess, almost like a deconstruction process. Like I grew up Armenian Orthodox, very weird, like almost Catholic type. There's some church hurt there early on. And then once I started coming around like a seeker friendly church, the very first thing I was confronted with was like all of the big questions like jesus is jesus god like is the bible reliable right and and i was talking to a jehovah's witness girl and i was like why are they asking for money like what is this thing right like and and so i was going to like a secret friendly church but i was also like reading the jehovah's witness stuff and and then i had friends that like were muslim so i was like studying the quran and i was really working through a lot of this stuff fairly early on at least the big questions, like the big questions. I just, I wasn't afraid to ask, like, why y'all call him? Why y'all say Jesus is God? Because it says he's the son of God, right? I had to sort that out early on in the process. So it's very funny to me that, like, that's now a thing. Um, and I think I was blessed by, like, coming to the faith as a skeptic with all the heavy questions up front and having to, like, sort through these things up front. And then also just kind of looking at the church, like, this is a very imperfect institution because mm. I was already hurt by imperfect institutions. And I already see how this institution does not always treat people the way they should be treated. Yeah. Um, and then, and then in my, and what, what happened was though, is that I, I, I started just kind of taking God at his word. Like I was like, okay, you know what? Like, all right, like I'm 17, 18. I don't understand this whole tithing thing, like whatever, but you know what? I'll try, all right, I'll try it. Right. 
And then it would just be like miraculous things would happen in my finances, right? Just like things that, like, I, I'll tell you a quick story. Bro, somebody broke into my car when I was, when I had a, I had a, I had an 84 uh, two-door Celica, Toyota Celica, right? And I had like, my, my, my speakers in the trunk were bigger than my rims, okay? That's the energy I was on. And I got these big old Big old speakers in the trunk. And somebody broke in and, like, stole my speakers, stole my stereo. This is when people did that kind of thing. Out of my own apartment. And I, like, called the police. And, you know, they came. They did a report. They they, they did the whole, like, fingerprint thing, whatever. And um, I forgot about it. Like, I literally forgot about it. And, and bro, like, my first month I was tithing, like, eight, nine, ten months later, I get a check in the mail for like $900. I was like 17 years old at the time. I just started going to church, just started trying this whole like giving thing. And uh, and it was because they found the kid who did it based on fingerprints. They were like out here on some CSI. Like one is one of the police doing I, I this kind of say, CSI work. That's the only time any type of forensics like that has worked. <laughs> they just got a, they got mad terabytes of fingerprints somewhere, dude. That's the only time. Bro, they find this they find this kid who lives around the corner. I don't know who he is. And 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 run his fingerprints, catch him doing something else, make him pay restitution to me. I don't even know about it. And then like 9 months later as I'm coming to the faith and starting to give, I get like a $900 check in the yeah. mail. And so like there would be these and I just, and I know that's like some of you guys would be like oh it's a coincidence. No, no, no. Like for me that was very real. Like that was very yeah. real as a kid to get especially this is 2001. So adjust that for inflation. Like that was a lot of money at the time. And oh, yeah. I I kept like all right like let me read Proverbs every day, a chapter of Proverbs. Like, let me try to really, let me try to really live life God's way. Like the basics, like, like do unto others, love your neighbor as yourself, right? Give more than you take, be generous, um, plan for, and, and the more I kept living life God's ways, there was just always this like supernatural manifestation even though I did it flawed and messy and wasn't sometimes kind of a jerk about it, there was always this faithfulness that that God would have to me, and so, um, so I wasn't afraid to ask the hard questions, and I also wasn't afraid to just be like, man, like these things are are true, not because a pastor told me these things are true because mm-hmm. I like really said, all right, like I'm gonna go in, and I'm not gonna be like I was never the guy that like went on a missionary's trip because I but when I was broke, right? Like I just never that you know those folks that are like, oh God called me to go to, you know, Zimbabwe. <laughs> and then they just like don't got no money and just just make dumb like I was never oh, that great. guy. Now you're now you're broke in Zimbabwe. Right. Now you're broke <laughs> in Zimbabwe, right? I was never that guy. Was, I, yeah. There was always like a a, a a a wisdom to my faith. And it bro, yeah. It, it just I don't know. It it's just always been true. Like it's been true even though I don't have all the answers. Yeah. Now, now, let me, in the in the same vein of what you're talking about, I grew up in like the, you know, you, you lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple years ago, three or four years ago, my dad was diagnosed with cancer. Mm-hmm. And he was a missionary back in Tanzania. He was a missionary in like Central Africa. And mm-hmm. the whole denomination, everybody who knew him, Facebook, every, we're praying for my father, you know, and we're praying every single day. And uh, we're... We're all people of faith. He is a minister. He's doing great ministry. We want him to continue to live yes. and to do that. And uh, and I remember I was visiting Tanzania one January, 
I was visiting and, you know, I was going to be there for like three weeks. And then a week, a week into it, seven days later, my dad passes away. Mm. And I remember being spiritually and emotionally just kind of wrecked. Um, yeah. And my, my mom, who was uh, spiritually stronger than I was, also just we were all kind of taken aback because, you know, God heals people. Yep. Right. God yep. heals people. And, and my father had been giving. I can't think of a, a, of a, of a better Christian, you know, yeah. a better father, a yeah. better, a better leader, a more kind, gracious, loving man. And all of a sudden, you know, I'm, you know, I, I'm in the back of a, I'm in a hearse with my dad's casket mm. in the back while mm. I'm on a trip visiting my parents. Yeah. You know, and so that really kind of, I was like, okay, so, 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 and my father-in-law has a, has a story where he was doing the whole reason why my wife's family moved to South Carolina was to get into business. And mm. they had a great business plan with a family member. It was all drawn out. It was going to be amazing. They were supposed to make a ton of money. And, uh, and they, they, they didn't, the business mm. deal fell through. He's here with four kids. Now they're mm. from the Midwest. He moved here with four kids. They he had to file for bankruptcy and the stories that he said, he's told me and my wife has told me, um, and he was also like a minister and evangelist. He worked for, for, for ministries in the past and had was giving to missionaries and tithing and all these different things. And, and he was talking just this past weekend, he was saying, you know, it's like, you need to, what if that doesn't happen? Like, what if you're, mm. you're doing all these things for the Lord and all these different things. And, uh, and what your, your understanding of how you're supposed to be taken care of doesn't happen. Is God still good? And the answer is yeah, yes. Is yeah, God still faithful? Yeah. And the answer is yes. And I think there's like this school of, of thought that I even I'm telling my mom about currently. My mom is like the typical African mom. Uh, people who have African moms relate. She's always sending me WhatsApp links and, and all these like bad theology preachers. And I'm telling my mom and I'm like, hey, listen, by proclaiming something, we're like, it's not always going to work by saying, by not saying COVID in your household doesn't mean that COVID is not going to mm. enter your household, yeah. you know, by, by decreeing wealth and health, it, that's, we're not, doesn't automatically going to bring us wealth and health. And yes. so, um, yeah, man, I just, how, do you, how did you reconcile, how did you reconcile that? Like I, I, my best friend when I was 19 tragically died from pneumonia he was overweight, and it, and we and, and bro, we were there. Like with the anointing yeah. oil, hands laid. The, like yes. whoever the whoever the guy at the church was that did the thing with the healing, he was there. Like everybody was there, and he tragically dies. We just had somebody in our community, bro. Um, uh, in our in our extended community, she was someone that we were close with. Uh, you know, thirty five years old, uh, mother of four, tragically dies of breast cancer. This happened Dude. Saturday, right? And 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 then. You know, I'm I'm like, and I'm and I remember being back in that place when my buddy Big Mike died when I was 19. He was 20, and 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 just being in a place of like, Lord, like, if there's ever a candidate to heal somebody, oh. right? Like, like it would be these people, and oh. and for whatever reason, it doesn't it doesn't happen. And I'm and I'm 100 with you in terms of like, man, we can't control the tragedy that life is going to yeah. throw at us, right? So like, there's a there's a natural trajectory that we would go on if we live wise, but that we also can't control tragedy and unforeseen circumstances and living in a fallen world and all these different things. So for you, how did you reconcile that with your dad? Like, I mean, it sounds like who else, like who better to, to get healed than, than your dad. Right. And how did, how did you reconcile? How did your mom reconcile that? Cause it seems like your mom's still kind of on that, like, you know, proclaim, proclaim it 
energy, you know? Um, man, uh, 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 it, it, it was tough, just especially for me, because here I am, I'd gone through, you know, I'd, I'd been fired by a church at the time. I was here, I was working for a production company, I'm making videos. My dad actually passed away like a, like a week, yeah, almost like a week after my first video had done a million views. So here I'd been making content for all this time and he had, you know, and finally I'm like, oh wow, I'm like, I'm doing, I might, I might actually have a chance. And then, and then he passes away and there's this, I, I don't know, I realized that I, I still, I thought I deconstructed and I thought I'm believing the right thing and, I, and my understanding of, of God is correct and my understanding of who God is and how he moves is correct. And then getting, you know, kind of, um, completely blindsided by that made me kind of think and realize like, okay, wait a second. Um, am I still in like the, 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 the name it and claim it understanding? Am I still just, is God like the cosmic, you know, vending machine that I go to him with, with all my problems and my dilemmas? Um, mm. yeah, man, I, I think it, it, for me, it really, and I'm, I'm not trying to sound like morbid, but it really taught me to, that, that, that life, cause I've never lost anybody, um, I would say near and dear to me um, until until my father. So I was like, wow, we really have to go through life and we have to pray and spend our finances and and, and spend time with family, you know, with our with our hands kind of held open, you know, because mm. none of that, none of that is ours. Health isn't 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 ours. Wealth isn't ours. Um, you know, um, a successful ministry, which at the time I was trying to grow when I was a youth pastor and all of a sudden I'm getting booted. That time was also very dark for me mm. just because my identity was, was in ministry. My identity was the people that, and all of a sudden nobody's hitting me up. I'm not hosting bonfires in my backyard. I'm not going to church on Sundays. I'm not sitting with a bunch of people. I'm not cutting up on Wednesdays. All of a sudden it's just me, you know, mm. delivering pizza and going home. And my identity had been ministry. And at the time, like when my dad pastor, my identity had been like, you know, God is, God is good and everything that he does is good. And, 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 and God's, God's gonna make a way where there seems to be no way. And in that scenario, God did make a way and I didn't, I didn't like the way, but I'm like, Hey, that's, that's who God is, you know? Yeah. And that's, that's gonna be okay. That that's okay. And, and I'm going to be okay. But at the time I remember I was, I was walking out of, I walked out of the hospital room after some nurses had told us some news and I was just with my mom. And I remember thinking, I'm telling my mom, like, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Like, just cry. I'm like, distraught. What are you going to do? Yeah. Um, cause in my mind, I didn't think of, I didn't have a universe. I didn't think about a universe where my dad wasn't there, you know? Mm. So, and my mom, remember she did, like practically grabbed me by the shoulder. She's like, we're, we're going to keep on trusting Jesus. God is, God is faithful. God is good. And in that moment, it wasn't just like, it wasn't, they weren't just platitudes. They weren't just things that, you know, weren't just band-aids for bullet, for bullet wounds. It was like, oh, wow, God really is good. I, I think I've been saying that, but I, I didn't really believe it. So yeah, it, it really just kind of. Ele elevated my my faith um, and elevated just my understanding of of the world. Now I can you know come kind of empathize with with people who have lost somebody because the times like oh so and so passed away. I'm like oh well, you know whatever. But I'm like having after you go pick the flowers and the mm. soup you know and mm. all these things for somebody. Then you're like wow life is life is temporary and God has designed it in this way to kind of keep us you know not I don't know the word is humble. But to kind of keep us in this understanding of, hey, like you think you're all high and mighty, you know, mm -hmm. you think you've got something going on, like, oh, you think you've collected. For me, it's like, oh, you think 
millions of views is awesome and 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 oh, no, no that, that that doesn't mean anything mm. that doesn't mean anything because one day i'm gonna be you know i'm gonna be my family members are gonna be in a car behind a hearse mm. that i'm in you know jeez i man that's that's such a a good perspective and, and even in like I, I'm I'm about praying bold prayers. Like I'm about yeah. praying for healing and, 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 and breakthrough and flourishing. Um but I also know God is God and, and, mm. and God's ways of doing things are different. It's just like, man, I don't I don't get to command and decree anything. You know, like I could I, I, I could say God like, hey, man, this would be great. I'm gonna do my input. I'm gonna input what I can input to make these things happen, right? Just whatever career views, whatever you're talking about, right? But but, but at the end of the day, like you, you don't really have control as much control as you think you do. And I think when when the, the the place that I'm in, and I could just even what you were talking about with your dad, man, like you just realize how fragile life is, and yeah. how yeah. you don't really you don't really have as much control as you think you do like there's we have a perception of control but you don't you're not really in control because you don't really know what can happen like you know i was i I took my four-month-old on a walk today just around my my wife was homeschooling my son we're that family by the way we we homeschool Uh, (laughs) i was homeschooled too man i'm raising two kids who are about to be homeschooled respect respect and i was walking with my dad and i've never taken my daughter just even around the block and i was sitting there walking man and i was walking around with her and i and I felt how exposed I was and how, like, yes, I'm here and I'm protecting my daughter and just walking around the block. But, like, like, like anything could have happened, right? Like, anything could have. And I started going through these, like, worst-case scenarios. And I'm like, you know, should I go get the strap, like, before I take these walks? Like, and I'm not, I'm not like, in a bad, terrible area, you know? Mm-hmm. But it just, it was like, man, how fragile is life? And, and yet in the midst of that, God is good. And all I could, all I could really go back to is when I think about these things, I just think, man, like, you know, Jesus, Jesus on the cross, like that, what that, that, that didn't make sense. How, how God used that to the disciples at the time they were expecting this kingdom. They were expecting this political leader overthrowing the Romans, the, the Romans, all this stuff. And then like their guy ends up naked on a cross you know, telling them to take care of his mom. His mom is there, and it, and, it, and it none, none of that made made sense to them at the time. And no. it, 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 I think the suffering, the suffering doesn't make sense in the moment. And I don't know how it makes it. I would say in my life, like having been a survivor of sexual assault and all these different things, like they make sense in hindsight. They make sense decades from now. You know, from, from when it happened. Um, but, but, but some things just, I, you just don't have the answer to. Like, I don't have the answer, like, why my best friend died when he was 19. Uh, I was 19, he was 20, of, like, pneumonia. Like, that, did, that didn't make any sense. So th- that, I, th- I, I, I love what you said, bro, because I think it is, it is a degree of humility. It is a, like, you, really, you don't really know anything. Like, we, we, we're grasping at straws at the end of the day. And I think, I mean, it is, like, we, we, we took a, uh, we took, a, like, a hard pivot from comedy but I think that's where uh, I'm not. I'm not. I'm gonna be honest, man. I'm not like the smartest person. <laughs> like, like. Uh, but but I remember being a part of ch- being a, working for a church, and I still even when I'm at church today in conferences and camps. I just remember thinking, I'm like, man. Um, think about this now when I'm at when I'm at events and churches. Like, you know, this is this needs to be 
like this this needs to be like a ko this needs to be like a grand slam we don't have time like the loose cannon guest speaker like we don't have time to entertain people who aren't about kingdom business you mm. know and aren't about teaching people about god and the bible and, and explaining that well because more th like life hangs on the balance right like souls are in the balance people's futures yeah. people's um uh, people's careers and how they do and people the families and generations kind of hang in the balance and i know this that's not to say somebody who preaches there is a verse that says you know those who who, who teach will will be judged more strictly yeah. but there is this kind of like this flippancy that people go about it with um and this like there's just like a lack of 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 seriousness not that it needs to be like only business all the time yeah but but there i think people kind of forget people are like well we just go to church on sundays and it's, yeah well no there what if somebody's going to church i remember you know people uh my, my professor in college said you know I, I preached as if my my 18 year old son is on the back row and this is his last chance this mm. is his last chance that he's giving me and god and this is it i'm preaching i'm preaching that person at the same time i'm preaching he said he would say i'm preaching to I want to preach to the eight-year-old on the second row. I want her to understand what I'm saying. There's a, you know, of course, that might be too, I don't know, too specific for some people, but there are people who kind of speak or they get up and they just go, hey, this is like the me show. This is, this is, mm. hey, God's, God's been good and God's been faithful and I've healed this. Well, I've been praying for the sick and they they healed and I resurrect. What about the people in the audience who, who have not seen victories like you're talking about, mm. you know? What about the people who whose finances they've been working on for years and they're not at the place where, where you are, mm. you know? What about the people who haven't seen a victory and we're just, you know, proclaiming and saying all these things? But I think church needs to be kind of inclusive for people who are who are all in those different spaces, where, whether you grew up in church like I did or not, as opposed to, hey, come on in, one size fits all, you're welcome, mm. are you sick? Come up front. You're not without sounding morbid, but it's like, hey, let's 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 live and 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 sing and pray and worship and learn together with the understanding that that there is more that we don't understand. There are books and things that people that we can continually glean from. But this isn't it, you know. This isn't it. Whatever, whatever. This conversation, <laughs> this isn't it, you know. The Wednesday night isn't it, but we need to we need to treat it. The Sunday morning, we need to treat it as if you know, treat those people in that context um, as important and as if like, hey, like this is helping form your th theology. Like the songs that we sing, that's yeah. helping you form your theology, your understanding of God, the yeah. messages that are preached. So I remember when yeah. open up with jokes and be all flippant about it. Like you're doing right. a disservice to people who are like, hey, I need help. Right. I'm at the end of, you know, I'm at the end of my, my road here. And, um, and, and, and I think that's what the church kind of needs to be for a lot of those people. And, and it hasn't yeah. been that. And yeah. some churches are, though. Some churches are. Yeah. I, I love that because I think it's it's, it's it's like a twofold thing that the church could be if we're if – because we're, we're kind of dreaming here, right? The church can be both, meaning that yeah. – 
for the person that hasn't had anything or is coming from poverty like I was, the church can be that bridge on 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 literally pulling people out and giving mm. people resource and access and pathways that like had I not been in a church, I wouldn't have been exposed to financial literacy. I wouldn't have been exposed to entrepreneurship. I wouldn't have been exposed to a lot of the stuff that I was exposed to. That was like, and I wouldn't have been able to try so many things. I got to try video broadcasting because I was yeah. at a church. I got to try so much of what I'm doing now because I was in a local church. So it's like the church literally created a pathway for me that yeah. If I wasn't in a church, I probably wouldn't have had access to thousands of dollars of cameras to record sermons on and understand YouTube and right. But I think the flip side of that is for the person that uh, is suffering, the, the this Jesus helps make sense of the suffering, mm-hmm. right? That it's not a crutch, but it but but it, but it gives you some perspective and it helps you. That that faith helps you make sense of this. So it's like it's yeah. from one standpoint, it's pulling people up because of. I would say this diversity of socioeconomic backgrounds. Like I, yeah. I, w- I wouldn't have been around people who were making multi six figures, but I was in life groups with them. Right now, I'm in life groups with people that do seven figures, and it's because of the church, right? But then, when things are good, when things are are, are amazing, it it becomes that very real. Let me give you a utility for making sense of your suffering, because Jesus right. said, like in this world, you will have suffering, and th- I, th- I think it could be in both, right? It should be. And, 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 and I don't know, I, I, I guess like I see such a practical utility to Christianity. People call me like a, I'm too pragmatic sometimes, right? But I see there's a, there's a utility to faith. There's a practical side of faith that I think is so important to the average person walking around, whether it's being pulled up or whether it's, hey, this is how you make sense and make sense of the suffering. And I, I don't know, to your point, I don't know if we take it the business as seriously. I don't think if we're, if we're as urgent outside of like the eternal, cause this, that's also on the line. Like the eternal side is on the line. There's, there's real things that hang in the balance. And I wish, I, I wish we had more urgency instead of like, Oh man, you make fun of Christians. You're a bad guy. Or like critical race theory. Oh, it's ruining America. Like, it's just like so many things that we are sidetracked. Meanwhile, there's people really hurting that really need answers. Yeah. Yeah, and the, the the fact that we're talking about this right now and people have been listening to you um, and all your videos and, and there are so many other people kind of speaking out about this as, you know, as much as people make fun of like deconstruction or whatnot, I think it, it is kind of, uh, it, it is igniting like a lot of healing among a lot of people because mm. now all of a sudden, you know, I'm, my pastor now, Pastor Michael Bain here at here at uh, Greenville Community Church, like he's one of those guys, like whether we're in a parking lot or he sees me here at the church kind of coming or going, we'll talk and he'll ask me like, hey, what are your thoughts on this? Hey, did you read this article about this pastor or about this thing? Or what are your thoughts on that? And he'll, he'll share those with me. And, and there's this realness that that I've told him to his face and I've told other people and I'm like, I, I've, I've longed for that from, from a pastor, from like a leader. And I haven't had that for a long time because mm. there was just kind of like this is essentially like an NPC, you know, just kind of like a, Hey, handshake, God bless you. See you next Sunday type thing. And I'm like, mm. Hey, like what help, help <laughs> not, yeah. not only just help me. Like, or where are you at? Where are you at in terms of where were you at when you were, when you were fathering a, a two year old, like where I'm at now, you know, like yeah. where, what did you do? And, yeah. and um, the realness of that, of, of, Hey, uh, 
Like it was, I love, I trust Jesus and God was good, but it was hard. You know, that in and of itself, I mean, has helped, helped me multitudes are like, Hey, I'm my first year of marriage. Hey, this is confusing. And I'm lost. Oh, what am I doing? I'm like, Hey, it, it's going to be like that, you know, but you know, stuff. um, we're able to people, people aren't afraid to confess of, of, you know, their, their, their shortcomings or their fears or their, their, their worries in certain matters. And I think that's, yeah. that's part of being human. That's part of faith. That's, that's part of being like, Hey, like I've been in, <laughs> I've been in diner booths with, with grown men who have also lost somebody. And I'm telling them about, you know, losing my dad. Now we're, we're two grown men crying over hash browns. You know what I mean? And I'm like, Hey, this is okay. And yeah. this is helpful. And I yes. look back on those moments where I'm like, it, was this ever a thing? Like, I hope that more people can experience this. I hope that more people don't come across g- good men of faith and they're just kind of like, hey, man, go with God, <laughs> you yeah. know, yeah. and you just go and break down somewhere else. But yeah. we need to, we need to, we need to, you know, bear each other's burdens, um, mm. re- you know, weep with those who weep and rejoice with those who rejoice. And, and the content just kind of, hopefully sheds light on, Hey, let's, let's laugh together. But Hey, here, this is a problem. And reels, the Instagram reels I've made this year have racked up over 10 million views. Um, so I'm like, Hey, maybe, maybe there is a problem mainly because more people are enjoying it than I would have ever thought. In my entire life. <laughs> I Let can't me... conjure up 10 million people out of thin air. Yeah. All right. Yep. Yeah. Maybe you're onto something. Um, yeah. Let me. I, I got one last question, and we'll see if if you guys got questions in the chat. Just just write questions in all capital, and then drop your questions, and we'll try to get to a few of them. Do you think? The, the, my, my last question is: Do you think what you, the, the stuff that you're doing with the humor? Um, <laughs> do you think that some of the funny stuff that's kind of dysfunctional, that's kind of wonky, it's kind of weird? Do you think that is a is a byproduct of this like? western protestant what you know european christianity that's very narrow a lot of times when if you when if we pull back and we say okay let's look at like historical christianity like across all the schisms across like the catholic church the you know armenian ethiopian orthodox the regular orthodox the indian orthodox like there's such a broad Christianity that all agrees on like the creeds and these like essential things that we hold near and dear. And they might have some differences or different views of church tradition or the influence of, you know, whatever the, 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 the church discipline. Right. But do you think so much of what we're dealing with here is because we have such a narrow view of what it is to be a Christian? And then you'd like narrow it down. So you go from like, all right, like, you have the schism, and then you got Protestants, you know, protesting the Catholic Church. And then it's like protest after protest after protest, you know, then the Pentecostals protest, and then the, 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 the you know, Assemblies of God, then protest the Pentecostals, or whichever order that was in, right? And so you got all these, like, protests, and now we're so fragmented, and we're all over the place, but it's, we don't really, there's no central unifying, yeah. like, system, where in other pockets of Christianity, the, there is... And it, it looks a little less goofy sometimes. And, and then here, and I would say the backgrounds we're coming from, it's really like a bunch of independent churches kind of just doing their thing. Yeah. You know? Man. Repeat. What was the question? Repeat the question again. You're too <laughs> like intellectual, you, my man. If we had a more global view of Christianity, yeah. 
and churches had a more global view. So, so we didn't view like we're the right church because we're the savior of the world, right? But it's like, no, 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 we're just one branch that God is using and God's using believers in Ghana and God's using the underground church in China. And they're not all Protestant, by the way, like, and then yeah. there's the Ethiopian church and then there's the Armenian church. And then there's, there's even, there's even some Catholics, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like <laughs> there's even some Catholics yeah. And, yeah. and God's using all of these different people. And maybe that'll keep us a bit more humble and, 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 and maybe not act as goofy with the, some of the church culture that we just make normal. I mean, you kind of asked the question and then you answered it. There, I have stopped. Um, I, I live in South Carolina. A lot of people out here love to talk about race and a lot of people love to talk about what, you know, what whatever name, whatever policy should look like. Mm-hmm. And then I, I, I quickly realized, you know, I get into conversations with people, not hostile, not screaming matches. You know, somebody would just say something and then, um, and then I remember my dad one time said he was like, you know, uh, that you know, we were somewhere, and my dad heard somebody say something. We all heard it, and, he, and on the drive home, he was like, hey, you know why they they talk like that? And I was like, no, and he, and he just goes, because they haven't traveled. Mm. And I oh oh yeah. So mm. when anytime somebody talks about Christianity in the Western Church or whatever, my first question, and it's not like a like a gotcha, but it's kind of like, hey. Uh, have you ever been out? Have you ever been on a mission trip? Have you ever been out of the country? Mm-hmm. And if that person has said no, um, you know, I just kind of, I put this conversation into into like a different column, you know. Mm-hmm. Now I don't write off that person, but there is just so much more to to Christianity and to um, to worship, you know, and to uh, loving the Lord and preaching and teaching than whatever you kind of grew up in. And I know this because I was born in Tanzania, moved to the States when I was two. From mm. two to 11, I attended a Pentecostal church in the South, you mm. know, and I went to Pentecostal churches and a couple of other denominational churches in, in, in the United States. And then I went to Tanzania and all of a sudden, you know, the worship is different. The preaching is different. The, 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 the questions people ask are different. Mm. The Eastern kind of mindset of interpreting scripture and then I learned to speak Swahili, the language in Tanzania. And all of a sudden I'm reading the Bible in Swahili and mm-hmm. the work and the, the interpretations are different. And I'm and I'm conversing and I'm talking and I still have conversations with my mom, you know, or somebody like, hey, what does that verse say in Swahili? Okay, but yes, so, so, so there are people who kind of go, this is how it should be. And this is how it, it should always be. And this is what the, but that's kind of like, hey, are, are you leaving? We'll take, for example, um, there's the, the church growth curriculums and booklets. Uh, it's like, hey, like, you know, reach three people and then they reach three people and it kind of looks like a pyramid scheme. But then they're like, hey, like, pick up somebody in your car to go to church with, you know, when you're go- when you're driving to church on Sunday, take them a fruit basket. Hey, guess what other cultures, people in South America or Africa, people's got fruit. It's sense. <laughs> Nobody has a car, you know, a majority of people don't have a car, so you can't just pick up. So there are whole chapters of these books about, you know, hold the door open, Christian dating, take a girl out on it. Well, other cultures aren't going on dates. They aren't picking, they're not going to the movies, you know what I mean? So there is this understanding of, of, of like Christian, like church that has been exported out to different countries. And once you've been to a different country and you kind of hold the two, you know, side by side, you kind of go, oh. 
wait a second, I don't, I don't think that, mm. I don't think that works here because people don't hang out at coffee shops or I don't think that works here because small groups look very different because yeah. people's houses look very different. Hello. Um, so it's yeah, so, yeah. So good, bro. I, you know, one of the most refreshing things that I did is I, my first language is Russian and just going and hearing the gospel in another language. Yeah. Just, just kind of oh, like the brain I mean, is just something different. It's, it's amazing, man. It, yeah. it really is. And then watching the people res- respond to that. And I've heard so many different stories. I've, I grew up a missionary kid, so I know so many missionaries. And um, just the stories that they've said, like in particular, um, I heard a, 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 a lady was telling me in Papua New Guinea, um, she's down there, she's helping translate the, the books of the Bible, you know, the, the Bible to, to people in Papua New Guinea. They mm. are, it's indigenous, they don't, they speak different languages. So they're having missionaries down there learning the language and translating wow. it and working with people and translating it. And they would pass out, you know, a page or a chapter or whatever, whatever level was available to the people. And I remember they were passing them out as the story goes, they were passing them out as they were translating them. And, um, and, uh, Finally, one day they, they, they passed out, like, I think it was like Matthew, Matthew chapter one, where it goes through the genealogies. Mm. And all of a sudden, like the, 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 the interpreter who was with them, when he read it, you know, was like, wow, wow. And then he took it to the people of the village and the people of the, were like, what? And then come to find out, they all, they all gather back to where, you know, the, the little headquarters where they had set up to, to translate the Bible. And they were like, wow, this is how we know that people are real by their generations and the way this was outlined yeah. now we understand that what these these pages that you've been giving us these are real stories of real people that yeah. really happen we didn't think about it like that but seeing so even that in and of itself or i've heard pastors how many times have you heard a pastor here kind of talk about that and like make a joke about it oh, i'm going to skip over the names they're too hard to say whereas mm. other people look at that and they're like this is real. My middle name in Tanzania, my middle name is, um, my middle name legally is Kundale, which is my dad's first name. My dad's middle name is Moses. All of his siblings' middle names, they're also Moses. So it follows that, you know, that Joshua, son of Nun, like in the Bible, I'm Shama Kundale, Elishama Kundale Mrema, meaning that I'm the son of, that in American culture, it kind of doesn't make sense because it's right. like, oh, well, oh, I, my parents just picked out a middle name for me. It's Alan or whatever. But when you go to different cultures and you see how widespread other things are, you're like, wow, this, it really does parallel the Bible. And it's, it's just beautiful, man. It really yeah. is. I don't want to sound like I'm at my wits end, but it's traveling, reading the Bible, being a Christian, whether you can travel or not, I think I'm not trying to discredit people who have not traveled. Even talking to somebody from a different culture, that's one of my favorite things. Yeah. Talking to somebody from a different culture, like I can't, I can't talk to you enough. But it, yeah. it really does just kind of open up your eyes to how how massive and global this this Christianity thing is, man. This 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 Jesus thing really is. And uh and to make fun of what we what has become common here, you know, to make fun of it. We're making this, this is a fraction of what of, of the whole, you know. Yeah. But the whole yeah. thing is complete. God's in charge of it. It's going, you know, it's a bus. You know, and that bus, that bus is going to continue on. And that's not, that's not to borrow a rise and fall of Mars Hill analogy. That bus, God's in control of that bus. You know what I yep. mean? That's good. That's good. Let's do a couple questions and then we'll get out of here. Um, there's some good ones. Okay. Uh, Isaac asked, 
Do you think we should look at typical Sunday in a different way to have more things in this discussion? Is it bad to think that a typical Sunday is not enough? It's a great question. Listen, I have this conversation weekly with people. I don't, I don't know. Um, is the uh, one thing that I think of is, did we build, did we build a cruise ship when we needed to have speedboats or rafts? Mm. I don't, yeah. I, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I know people who work for big churches, and I don't know. I work for a church. I was the camera. I was the camera guy, and I remember multiple Sundays thinking, "Okay, the, my week as a paid employee of the church kind of went to changing the backdrop of the youth room." Mm. And by Wednesday night, I'm kind of thinking, "Was you know, was this it?" Um, I think about that just kind of like it takes a lot of people to make the machine work. Some people love love rowing you know they love yeah. being a part of that machine i personally my mind my, my mindset the way my brain works um it doesn't didn't work like that i don't know that's a that's well, first of all that's a great answer i don't know because we don't we don't guys we don't really know what we're talking about when it comes to like no. the church trajectory and you know said uh i don't we don't really know what like the the how all that works what i will say is I think the internet has made the world smaller yeah. and I think it's also presented options. And, and, I, and I'll say this, the music, worship music, I think has drastically changed in the last 12 to 18 months and Maverick city music, the way the one they've been able to flow within multiple like camps, which is really interesting, yeah. but two, the way their experience is where that's not a stage, like we're up here on a stage and then everybody's down here. Like their videos are, it's like a circle. So it's like people in the center and then it's like the, the circle extends. Yeah. And I think we can see like the, like different arrangements of how stuff goes. Right. Yeah. Maverick yeah. City music also doesn't, um, it's, it's a little raw. Like it looks cool on YouTube, but like when I've listened to it and I like throwing it, throwing it on in the car and listen, I'm like, Oh, like these mixes are kind of like rough. Like some of this stuff doesn't sound as polished as what we're used to, but right. that's, that's one of the appeals of it. Right. So I think what will happen is my, my, my prediction is I think we'll see something similar with church in that regard. I think, I think we're going to move further and further away from like mega church, glitz, glam, Coachella church, to like a a more a you know a more hey let's let's circle let's do the circle church let's 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 not just have one guy let's all share like i think something like that could happen in our lifetime and there'd be this pivot and and, and some of it might even be like i watch here but they have an extended small group or they have an extended group that meets at parks right that's like my my out my small group started meeting outdoors because of the pandemic and then it was kind of like yo this is kind of fire like barbecue and have church like this is doper than like sitting in a living room so i think all of that's going to get rethought but i don't know I, i'm with you man I don't, I don't know how the sunday morning doesn't doesn't need to look i i also let me say something else i haven't really i'm not smart but i talked to a lot of people who are smarter than i am i had a really interesting conversation with my friend's um father who's a farmer and he they have goats and donkeys and uh and chickens on their farm and they make soap um and uh and I was telling you, we were working at my house and I was like, hey, 
what is it that we all have this one experience of like, I was a part of a church community and mm. oh my God, it was awesome. And you know, and Ruslan was there. And then this is back and so-and-so was there. And, and we had a, we had somebody else there too. And, and there was just this magical time that like just everything aligned. And mm. we all were able to be a part of a, part of a, of, of a ministry, a, a church, a, a youth group, a, a camp, a conference. And then all of a sudden we all have to, we all have to leave. And then, or, or, Hey, well, why do we all, and I was asking like, why do we all have this one experience? And he was talking about just like, you know, the, the, the Bible has so many analogies of, of, of shepherds and, and cleaning and, and, and what it takes to take care of a flock or a herd. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it is, it is messy and ships, uh, sheep also, you know, they walk off, they wander away. They, they, they fall off cliffs. They need to be found. Um, um, some of the herd, you know, they, they die off. Some people go somewhere else. You sell. So there isn't this, I don't, when, when we talk about church, I don't know if there's like a magical, you know, the numbers 249. Don't ask right. me why it's right. a building with, with, you know, the air is just right there. The, the sound system is only one microphone and we all worship in a circle. Like, I don't think we can bullet point out what yeah. this is supposed to be. Because after a while, as people mature and 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 you have young kids, I, I have young kids. All of a sudden, now I'm like, well, what it, what does church need to look like for my for my my son and my daughter, who are both of our daughters are named Zoe, by the way. Um, but what is that supposed to look like? Um, when I turn when I turn, you know, my my friend's dad, Mr. John, you know, he's he's older. Yeah. He, what he's seeking from a church, what he's seeking from a community, mm. is different from what I'm seeking. From yeah. a church body, yeah. and so as those things evolve, I think communities also change, and the leaderships also evolve and grow and change, and their priorities change. And uh, I'm just thankful, personally, when I got fired from a church, I remember thinking I need to start my own church, and I I cannot thank God <laughs> you <enough> wild <laughs> that I did not start my own church because that would have been horrible. That would have yes. been horrible. But I'm thankful for other people who, uh, you know, who have taken that step and started communities and then also just tried stuff. Hey, let's meet outside. Yeah. Hey, let's this this small group is getting too big. Let's make it smaller. Hey, I think we can we can add some more people. Let's make it bigger. I think all of those things of like trial and error and 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 then, oh, let me, let's try this. My friend told me is he had been a part of a small group that he'd been raving about for a long time. And he said, hey, they had to make a decision in the small group. And um, and I thought, wow. And the way he made it sound, I was like, wow, this, this sounds like a death. He, him and his wife were over, my wife and I, we were hosting them. And we we're like, wow, this sounds like a death. And he was like, yeah, like we've been, you know, we've, our kids, we've babysat each other's kids. We've been to each other's weddings. And, and so I'm like, what is, now I'm thinking like, hey, is God a part of, is God a part of that? Well, yeah, God, God kind of knows the end from the beginning of things. And he knew that those people were going to be together for that period of time. And he knew, you know, the, the, the differences that they were gonna all face to split them all up. But yeah. the time that they spent together, still valuable. You know what I mean? Like still valuable. Yeah, that's so good. Okay, we're gonna end with this last question um, from a man, Kane, and he said, question for Shama, he said, what are the pros and cons of deconstruction? This is a really good question. Yeah. Um, for me, I'm gonna speak, for me, I just remember thinking, wow, like if this God thing is real, if the Bible is real, 
if these songs that I've been singing my whole life are real, then I need to find out what this is all about for me. I need to, I really need to like, I need to sink my teeth into this. Um, I've been drugged to church. I've, you know, somebody's, Oh, you're going to a camp. I've been to the camps. I've been to the conferences. I've been the guy on front of the conferences. I've been the guy helping run the, you know, I've been in all those different seats. And then finally, you know, I remember just sitting in my room watching, I'm just just going through so many books and I'm not going to name some of the authors because I, I don't want that to be like a stumbling block, whether whatever you believe and, some of those people are controversial right now, but finding finding books and sermons and 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 blogs and podcasts and all these different things, and I was like, wow, okay, now it was like just like a tool, a tool for my, my my toolbox. Just like okay, now now I understand that a little better. Now I understand uh, the grace of God better. Now I understand love. And now I understand you know, love, sex, and marriage better. And I think about a series that was really helpful in that regard. And then I think about a sermon that my pastor said last Sunday. And then I think about a book, you know, a chapter of a book that was just radically eye-opening. So when I started just kind of like, okay, I'm going to, I want to, I want to learn these things. I want to ask these questions. And I'm still, I'm still buying people lunch. And I'm like, Hey, are you free? Let's, let's sit down and talk. Hey, this is where I'm at. This is where I'm at. Can I be real with you? This is where I'm at. And, and, And discussing those things, that has been just eye-opening for me. It's extremely eye-opening for me. Um, yeah, that was just, if you make that decision, yeah. I don't think anybody, and you're around people who aren't going to like stop you and be like, Ruslan, <laughs> flying too close to the sun, buddy. You know, if people, <laughs> you know, in your, in your community um, are like, hey, let's talk. Let's, let's, let's talk for real. Um, hey, I've been through that. Where you find a speaker, no, nobody's perfect. No author is perfect. No, no sermon is perfect. No series is perfect. Well, there are things that you can glean and learn and feed off of from all these different portions. And, um, and that all, it all just kind of helps, you know, snowballs into, into a, uh, into a, a, a solid understanding of, of God, a solid, under, a more solid understanding of church. And then sometimes, you know, the snowball, not saying that it cont- continually rolls, there's no gravity in this thing. So sometimes it goes back up here, hill, and you know, mm. and you lose some snow and then you pick up, you know what I mean? Like, and then you gain more momentum. And then sometimes it's slower, which nobody else taught me that. Like there was a time when I was just super in tune and all the, I spent all the time listening to podcasts and things. I got two kids now. I got two kids, you know? Um, I was going to walk out the door today to go to the gym and my son is like, dad, dad. And I'm like, all right, cool. Your mom's sleeping. I'm not going to the gym, you know. So things kind of change with life, and it's okay to change with those and to learn. Yeah, that's that's all I'll say, man. It's just it it's a process, and it's beautiful. Like once you embark on it, I believe that it's it's extremely beautiful, and I love I love being a part of it. Generally speaking, are you 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 optimistic, hopeful for where things are going in the future of the, of this whole thing we're talking about, or, or are you kind of more? You know, ah, I don't know. I I go back and forth. Um, I go back and forth. Sometimes when a, like a conversation like this, I might get a couple of messages and be like, "Wow, future's looking bright." And then I, I got some invitations right now in my in my inbox that I'm on my go to to some churches. And then when I'm in the back of a church or in a green room or on the side of a stage or sitting in the audience, and then I see you know. The circus, the, stu- the stuff you make fun of on your Instagram. 
was at, I was at, a, church, I was at an event this, a couple weeks ago, and like there somebody, I'd stepped out, and somebody texted me, goes, "Yo, loose the loose cannon guest speaker's best friend is in here preaching," and I step in, I'm like, "Wow!" So when I see that, like when I see the circus, then I'm like, "Ah, wow, mm. okay, okay, time to time to hole up for a bit at the house yeah. and not go anywhere." But yeah, it's I'll have a good conversation. I'm like, "Wow." God is so good. And then I'll, yeah. you know, experience something like that. And I'm like, wow, is God still so good? I don't. <laughs> I, I think, yeah. I think if we own the things that make us different, I'm very yeah. hopeful. I think what's happening right now from my, from, from my vantage point is there's a convolution of everyone kind of being in this like event evangelical label. Yeah. And that's I think that label is like way too broad, you know, so it's like regardless of where you fall, like folks watch this channel, a lot of folks that watch this channel are like super fun, fundy, super fundamentalist, like respect, man, you know, uh, but just know what you are, like know what you are and own it. And then there's folks that me that are up, like my fundamentalist acquaintance, Spencer Smith. I don't know if you've ever watched Spencer Smith on YouTube. He's a handful. Ooh, he's like a fundamentalist Baptist, like hates culture, hates the world. And uh, yeah. and he called me a neo-evangelical. And I never had heard that phrase until he called me that. He said, you're a neo-evangelical. And I was like, what is a neo-evangelical? And he's like, yeah, you're like a, you know, you're like what Billy Graham is, but like the newer version of that. And then he, he then I saw Phil Vischer, who, yeah. you're, you know, is an acquaintance of yours, uh, to make a video about the difference between neo-evangelicals and fundamentalists. And I think... If people are clear on, like, what it is you are and where do you fall in line, right? Even just, like, yo, I'm a follower of Jesus. I'm not thousand-point Calvinist. Like, I'm a follower of Jesus. Like, I'm not that. I think if, if there's distinction so that we know, I'm very hopeful. I think when there isn't distinction and everything is convoluted and everything's mad confusing and, you know, you, like, am I talking to someone like you or am I talking to someone on some QAnon in energy? Because those are two vastly different perspectives on just about everything. You yeah. know what I mean? And I think when they get convoluted, then I'm like, oh, man, if this is the future of, like, the church in America, I, I, I'm bummed. Can I, let me say something. I, when I, uh, I got married in 2018 to my beautiful wife, Grace. We have two kids now, Ezra and Zoe. The day before, a couple days before our wedding, uh -huh. was at work. And my boss at the time, Chris Brink, the production company that I worked at, um, he was asking me, hey, are you ready? Are we going? My wife and I were going to Europe for our honeymoon. We were excited. And he um, was like, uh, is, I don't even know what prompted this. He just goes, hey, um, something is going to go wrong at your wedding. Just know that. Hmm. I don't think like, what? He's like, yeah, no wedding's perfect. However much you prepare, however, you know, something is going to go wrong. Mm -hmm. Just be okay with that. Mm -hmm. And uh, and then like clock, like he's, <laughs> we show up to the church. I, you know, I show up to the church. Yeah. Uh, I'm getting ready. And the sound guy comes up. And uh, my wife had made a, 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 a you know, she'd put a, a, she had like a USB drive, like a thumb, thumb drive with mm -hmm. music, you know, the songs that she wanted to go into. And I put them into a playlist. And I hand it to the guy who was like, hey, I'm going to be running sound for you. Um, an older gentleman with a ponytail. <laughs> and I hand it to him. And I'm like, hey, this is, um, you know, this is the intro music's on there. And then he goes, what am I supposed to do with this? Oh, <laughs> and, uh, and immediately I thought back to what Chris said. And I was like, this is it. And uh, I just remember laughing. And I was like, hey, let me go up. I'll help you. So now I'm like in my suit, my wife, my, my yeah. now 
my fiance at the time, she's not there. People are kind of streaming in and I'm up there trying to help this guy, you know, open up a thumb drive. You know, this is 2018, just open up a thumb drive. But I think that understanding, having been prompted, um, um, that helps me out a lot. And Mm. and I'm I'm gonna say this right now, and I, I feel like it's, I feel like it's pertinent. No church, and this I'm saying this for me too, no church service is gonna be perfect. Mm. No camp or conference or event's gonna be perfect. Come on. And that's okay. You know? That's okay. But just know that kind of going in. Like no community group's gonna be perfect. Man, we we know now no leader, no pastor, author, n- none of those people are gonna be perfect. Yeah. You know, knowing that kind of um, you know, I think it kind of gets you to kind of lower your your expectations of what what a what a, what a church service is supposed to be, what a body of Christ is supposed to be, what a community is supposed to be, um, what a what what kind of content is supposed to be, what kind of songs are supposed to be written. Like there's like a it's a it's a piece of a whole, and the 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 wholeness is it's not going to happen on earth, you know. Yeah. The wholeness Mike drop, man. Mike hey. drop, bro. That was a uh, come on, somebody. That was perfect. Oh what a what a what a perfect way to end this conversation, bro. Thank you so much, guys. Go go follow on all the platforms. Um, I'm 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 hoping I'm my buddy Zach just got here. I'm hoping we're gonna figure out a way to do some of these in person because I think that would be super fun, man. So hopefully hey, we get out to you. Absolutely, man. If I'll come to you, man, I want to see I want to see the setup, dude. I'm trying to see the 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 layer. You got it. Maybe we'll plan an event together. Maybe we'll do like a fun like event and like like plan an event and then shoot a bunch of stuff around the event and like have 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 yeah that'd be dope, bro. Thank you so much, man. Like just know that above all else, like I I find true joy from watching your content. Like I really do. Like I'm like oh man, like I'm genuinely happy. Like you make me smile, man, and it means. Uh, it means a lot, and it's stuff like I could I could just pass around. I could share my with my wife or my friends, and uh, and I think you're doing good work, bro. And I think I'm I'm so humbled that uh, first of all I'm I'm pumped that like you even know who I am because like the, 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 the other because t- just like the the create no, no I'm not I'm like I'm saying this because like creative people like people who have a voice people who are, are tapped into where things are going i think it, it, it just means a lot man so thank you for doing this brother um i can't wait to to, to build more man, with you go ahead say, i i am supported by a team of amazing people here in greenville my my manager you know pd uh he's awesome director robert chase bridges andrew simmons who does all our music um tony pals like there are so many awesome creators that God has um, just really kind of gathered us together, and all the every time like we we shoot something, we make something, we're at like a lunch or a dinner or something, and I look around, I always just say, "Man, they should have never let us meet," you know. You know I think, <laughs> Yeah, man. I don't know Bro, who they uh, are. The, the channel is uh, after school. It's it's uh, after, yeah, school after program. School it's program. in the title of this video and then the description. So go subscribe there, and yeah. then obviously your Instagram. But th- thank you so much, man. This was this was incredible. You, thank you, brother. Kingstream Entertainment, Bruce Lawn.
Yo, thank you so much for making it to the end of this video. If you found it valuable, considering giving it a like and subscribing. This month, I'm releasing the Love What You Do collection. And to celebrate, I'm doing a three-day virtual event to help us go from learning to love what we do to ultimately doing what we love. By the way, it's free. So hit the link in the description to grab your seat today. Holy smokes, you made it through the entire episode. Shout out to you probably means you're rocking with what we're doing. And again, we ain't got no sponsors on this show and I'm going to keep it that way. But what you can do to keep it sponsor free is consider signing up for our King's Dream Patreon. The link is in the description of this episode. Best way to get a hold of me, best way to hop into a group Zoom call, and the best way to partner with what we're doing here. Help us create more stuff just like this. Thank you for listening. Peace.